This episode of the MedBullet Step 1 podcast will go over the topic of genetic principles from the biochemistry section on MedBullets.com. So in this episode, we'll go over the principles of codominance, variable expression, incomplete penetrance, pleiotropy, anticipation, loss of heterozygosity, dominant negative mutation, de novo mutation, locus heterogeneity, heteroplasmy, uniparental disomy, polygenic inheritance, and heritability. So starting with codominance, this means both allelic copies are expressed. For example, blood groups A, B, and AB. Variable expression is the nature and degree of phenotype that vary from one individual to another with the same mutation. For example, two patients with neurofibromatosis may have varying disease severity. Incomplete penetrance means that not all individuals with a mutant genotype have a diseased phenotype. For example, for a dominant disease, skipping a generation. Penetrance can be calculated by number with symptoms divided by the number with disease genotype. This must be figured into recurrence calculations. So if parents have a 50% chance of giving a defective gene, but the penetrance is 50%, this means 0.5 times 0.5 times 100 equals 25% of recurrence. Note that incomplete penetrance is observed in recessive and dominant diseases. Moving on to pleiotropy, this means a single mutation has diverse effects upon several organ systems, for example, PKU. Anticipation means changes in disease presentation in succeeding generations. This can mean increased severity and or earlier onset. This is caused by trinucleotide expansion. This means a region of repeating triplets expands in each generation, for example, Huntington's disease, Fragile X, myotonic dystrophy, and Friedrich's ataxia. Loss of heterozygosity is part of the quote two-hit model, where an individual inherits or develops a mutation in one copy of a gene. Then the disease occurs when the complementary allele is lost. For example, tumor suppressor diseases like Lee-Fermeni syndrome and retinoblastoma. A dominant negative mutation is when a mutant gene product antagonizes a wild-type gene product, and this exerts a dominant effect. For example, this is common in multimeric proteins where one mutant subunit can change function of an entire enzyme. A de novo mutation is when there is a genetic disease in an individual with no family history. Note that the recurrence risk for offspring of the same parents is low. Moving on to locus heterogeneity, this means different mutations can produce the same phenotype. For example, a morphinoid habitus caused by Marfan syndrome, MEN2B, and homocystinuria. Heteroplasmy is the presence of both normal and mutated mitochondrial DNA in the same cell. This results in variable expression in mitochondrial inherited disease. Uniparental disomy means the offspring receives both copies of a chromosome from one parent, that is, no copies from the other parent. This causes disease if the chromosome is usually imprinted. We'll go over this in more detail in the epigenetics podcast episode. Moving on to polygenic inheritance, this means multiple genes are responsible for inheritance of a disease, for example, androgenic alopecia. Heritability can measure the relative effect of genetic versus environmental factors on a phenotype. This is calculated by phenotypic relationship between dizygotic and monozygotic twins. So heritability equals the concordance of monozygotic twins minus the concordance of dizygotic twins divided by 1 minus the concordance of dizygotic twins. Concordance means the prevalence of the disease in both twins, and note that an entirely environmental disease should have the concordance of monozygotic twins equaling the concordance of dizygotic twins. An entirely genetic disease should have a concordance of monozygotic twins of 1 and a concordance of dizygotic twins being 0.5. 
know that siblings share 50% of their genes. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, a 16-year-old boy is brought to his primary care physician for evaluation of visual loss and is found to have lens subluxation. In addition, he is found to have mild scoliosis that is currently being monitored. Physical exam reveals a tall and thin boy with long extremities. Notably, his fingers and toes are extended and his thumb and little finger can easily encircle his wrist. On this visit, the boy asks his physician about a friend who has a very similar physical appearance, but his friend was recently diagnosed with a pheochromocytoma. He is worried that he will also get a tumor, but is reassured that he is not at increased risk for any endocrine tumors. Which of the following genetic principles most likely explains why this patient and his friend have a similar physical appearance and yet only one is at increased risk of tumors? And the choices are one, anticipation, two, incomplete penetrance, three, locus heterogeneity, four, pleiotropy, and five, variable expression. The correct answer to this question is three, locus heterogeneity. So this patient with lens subluxation, long extremities, and arachnodactyly has a morphinoid habitus, which can be associated with multiple different mutations in a process known as locus heterogeneity. To quickly review, locus heterogeneity is the genetic principle where different mutations can produce the same phenotype. A classic example is how morphinoid habitus can be seen in Marfan syndrome, multiple endocrine neoplasia 2b or MEN2b, and homocystinuria. Though all of these mutations present with the same phenotypic appearance, they are associated with different secondary manifestations. For example, MEN2B presents with endocrine tumors such as pheochromocytoma, but Marfan syndrome does not. Therefore, only some patients with morphinoid habitus will have increased risk of endocrine tumors depending on the causative mutation. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, anticipation is the principle that there are changes in disease presentation in succeeding generations with later generations presenting earlier with more severe onset. Answer 2, incomplete penetrance is the principle that not all individuals with a mutant genotype have the disease phenotype. However, in this case, the most likely explanation for the differential tumor association is because these patients have different mutations causing a morphinoid habitus. Answer 4, pleiotropy is the principle that a single mutation presents with multiple different effects in different organs, which would be why this patient has diverse phenotypes. However, the difference between these two patients is more consistent with locus heterogeneity. And finally, answer five, variable expression is the principle that the nature and degree of phenotypic presentation vary from one individual to another with the same mutation. However, a patient with MEN2B would always have an increased risk of endocrine tumors. To leave you with the bullet summary, locus heterogeneity is the genetic principle that different mutations can produce the same phenotype. Moving on to the next question. A nine-month-old girl is brought to the emergency department after experiencing a seizure. She was born at home and was normal at birth, according to her parents. Since then, they have noticed that she did not appear to be achieving developmental milestones as quickly as her siblings and often appears lethargic. Physical exam reveals microcephaly, very light pigmentation as compared to her family, and a musty body odor. The various manifestations of this disease can most likely be attributed to which of the following genetic principles? And the choices are 1. Anticipation 2. Incomplete penetrance 3. Multiple gene mutations, 4. Pleiotropy, and 5. Variable expressivity. The correct answer to this question is 4. Pleiotropy. 
So this case is most consistent with the diagnosis of phenylketonuria or PKU, which is caused by an autosomal recessive defect in the phenylalanine hydroxylase enzyme. This single genetic mutation leads to a variety of phenotypic manifestations, which describes the concept of pleiotropy. In general, genetic principle questions rely primarily on understanding the different ways in which mutations can manifest. Pleiotropy applies when a single gene mutation leads to different phenotypic effects. This can be because a single metabolite is used for many processes, for example, PKU, or because the mutation is in a general signaling pathway that has different cell type specific adaptations, for example, McCune-Albright syndrome. Knowing the exact diagnosis in the clinical vignette is not needed, but in this case, the triad of cognitive impairment, light pigmentation, and musty body odor is characteristic of PKU. PKU can be caused by an autosomal recessive defect in phenylalanine hydroxylase or by decreased levels of tetrahydrobiopterin cofactor. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, anticipation is the process by which genetic diseases present earlier in life with more severe manifestations in successive generations. This is characteristic of trinucleotide repeat disorders such as Huntington's disease. The reason for this association is because the number of repeats grows over time. Answer 2, incomplete penetrance, means that not all individuals with a mutation will show phenotypic signs of that mutation. This answer should be picked when an individual has an affected genotype but no phenotype. Examples include cancer mutations such as BRCA. Answer 3, multiple gene mutations are formally possible, but the chance of a single individual inheriting multiple diseases is very small. Multiple mutations are tied to diseases of age such as cancer because mutations can accumulate over time. A classic example includes the adenoma carcinoma sequence of colon tumors. Finally, answer five, variable expressivity means that individuals with the same genotype may have different phenotypes. This can be associated with pleiotropy if the mutation has multiple manifestations such as neurofibromatosis, but variable expressivity requires comparisons between multiple individuals. To leave you with the bullet summary, pleiotropy can be seen in diseases where a single genetic mutation leads to more than one phenotypic manifestation. And moving on to the final question, a mother from rural Louisiana brings her four-year-old son to a pediatrician. Her son is intellectually disabled, and she hopes that genetic testing will help determine the cause of her son's condition. She has previously been opposed to allowing physicians to treat her son, but his impulsive behavior and learning disabilities are making it difficult to manage his care on her own. On exam, the child has long, thin face with large jaw, protruding ears, and macroorchidism. The patient also hears a high-pitched holosystolic murmur at the apex of the heart that radiates to the axilla. Which of the following trinucleotide repeats is most likely affected in this individual? And the choices are 1, CTG on chromosome 19, 2, CAG on chromosome 4, 3, GAA on chromosome 9, 4, CGG on the sex chromosome X, and 5, CTG on chromosome 8. The correct answer to this question is for CGG on the sex chromosome X. So this patient's clinical presentation is consistent with fragile X syndrome, which is caused by expansion of CGG repeats on the X chromosome. To quickly review, fragile X syndrome is an X-linked trinucleotide repeat expansion disorder of CGG trinucleotides. Although the syndrome may show anticipation, there may not always be a positive family history of the condition. Fragile X syndrome is the second most common cause of intellectual disability overall and the most common cause in boys. Behavioral problems may begin at birth or become apparent later. On physical exam, the disease presents with delay in motor milestones, hyperactive or impulsive behavior, intellectual delay, speech and language delay, avoidance of eye contact, and autism spectrum disorder. 
Physical signs include flattened feet, flexible joints, low muscle tone, and large body habitus, and large-slash-elongated forehead, long face, low-set or large protruding ears, pectus excavatum, soft skin, and macroorchidism. A common cardiac abnormality is mitral regurgitation, which can be heard as a high-pitched holosystolic murmur at the apex of the heart that radiates to the axilla. Wattendorf and Menke reviewed the management of Fragile X syndrome, which is typically supportive. Management includes measures to reduce stress anxiety and focuses on behavioral therapy. For treatment of the psychiatric features, medications are often sufficient. Panagaricano et al. reviewed the pathophysiology of Fragile X syndrome. The expansion of the repeat CGG in the 5' UTR region of the FMR1 gene results in hypermethylation and silencing of the gene. Therefore, the disease is a result of the lack of expression of the FMR1 gene. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, CTG on chromosome 19 is incorrect as myotonic dystrophy type 1 is due to a trinucleotide repeat expansion of CTG on chromosome 19. Answer 2, CAG on chromosome 4 is incorrect as Huntington's disease is due to a trinucleotide repeat expansion of CAG on chromosome 4. Answer 3, GAA on chromosome 9 is incorrect as Friedrich's ataxia is due to a trinucleotide repeat expansion of GAA on chromosome 9. Finally, answer 5, CTG on chromosome 8 is incorrect, as spinocerebellar ataxia type 8 is due to a trinucleotide repeat expansion of CTG on chromosome 8. That's all for this review about genetic principles. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the MedBullets Step 1 podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.